0: Added weight and too much alcohol was just a symptom of not being true to my gifts and talents that I never leaned into. And so I had an identity crisis for that. I don't know what yours is or, you know, every woman, but I help you unpack that, whatever that looks like for you. And what happens is, is when you become in alignment of your authentic self, you don't need to fill the space with food and alcohol and the weight naturally comes off
1: welcome back to the essentially you podcast i am your host dr marisa snyder and i'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy vitality and joy and become the ceo of your health let's jump on in i don't know about you but eating has become overly complicated let's look at the role of food in our lives Think about it. When we were crying babies, the first thing our caregivers gave us was milk. I know that throughout this last year, anytime Kingston was crying for milk, I delivered. Now, from an early age, food became a source of comfort. Food is emotional. Each significant life experience is honored with food. We celebrate with food. We do the holidays with food. We connect with food. We mourn with food. And we need food for survival. Eating to cope with life can occur in a number of ways through grazing unconsciously all day, snacking regardless of hunger, or it can be binge eating on large amounts of food. Mindless eating is very often done out of habit or as a result of emotions like boredom or frustration or shame. Now, binge eating is usually in response to stronger emotions. Both forms of eating serve to distract and numb those unpleasant emotions. And people eat emotionally in response to unmet needs, And right now we're living in an unusual and very difficult time where most of us are experiencing many needs not being met. Our core human needs, including safety, security, and human interaction, which are all very seriously lacking these days. Because I know so many people are struggling with this right now, especially when it comes to emotional eating and yo-yo dieting, I invited Deborah Capaccio to share her powerful recommendations on addressing our unmet needs and self-sabotage. We're also going to be discussing how mindful eating is a big piece of the puzzle. Now, Deborah knows all about the self-sabotage and what it feels like, and her recommendations are going to provide much-needed compassion in a non-judgmental way. That is what you're gonna get from us today. Now, if you are struggling with food right now, you are not alone. And I hope that this interview opens the door for possibility. Now, before I bring Deborah onto the show, I wanna quickly sing her praises. Deborah Cotpaccio has helped hundreds of women permanently overcome their battle with yo yo dieting and self sabotage. Her online program, Brain First, Body Second, teaches women to stop negative self-talk and learn to love themselves first before losing that weight to discover the surprising mental shift that is necessary to become forever fit. Let's bring Deborah to the show. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that I see in people, especially women, is a magnesium deficiency? This powerful mineral packs a massive punch because magnesium is involved in over 500 reactions inside of the body. Now, magnesium is your best friend if you want more energy, better sleep, a humming metabolism, improved digestion, happy periods, and a happy mood. And luckily, you can quickly replenish your magnesium stores with my Essentially Holes Magnesium Restore supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Now, use the promo code podcast and get 10% off your entire first order at drmarisa.com slash store. That's D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A dot slash store. I will have the link in the show notes for this episode. You're definitely going to want to try it today. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Deb Capaccio. How are you doing today, girl? I'm amazing. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Mm, Absolutely. I know we're talking about an area that my ladies want to know more about, and that is how do we stop the dieting madness, especially when we hit middle age because we feel like we don't really have a lot of other options.
0: Yes. Well, I'm here for it, and I, I, I cannot wait to speak on this topic. It is my passion. I lived for 35 years as a chronic yo-yo dieter, even suffered from a binge eating disorder, negative self-talk, low self-esteem. And it wasn't until I found this sort of method that is easier than you can even imagine to sort of shift my brain, my deep brain thinking first, that my body results followed second, which is the name of my program, Brain First, Body Second.
1: Mm. All right, well, let's let's talk about it before we get into all of like the nuts and bolts of that I would love to know kind of what was The inspiration or the impetus for you wanting to serve women, especially in midlife Dealing with stubborn weight gain
0: It's really simple. I was
1: the Everyday woman up
0: until the age of 47. I'm a mom I had been divorced and remarried. I worked full-time as a physical therapist I had a busy life, but I found that I was walking around sort of as a shell of myself. I wasn't fulfilled. I like to say I lost my sparkle. And that was sort of manifesting in my everyday with weight gain, with drinking too much, with taking three helpings of pasta, with eating a tub of ice cream on the sofa. And it wasn't until I started to really get depressed started noticing perimenopausal symptoms, which made it even harder to kind of get ahead of this weight gain that I really, really decided to draw a line in the sand and figure out why this was happening, why it felt this way. And when I did find the solution and I I literally transformed, which is a bit of a, you know, a popular word right now, but it's true. It became my mission, my passion, my purpose to help other women. And as I started speaking to them, I gave up a career as a physical therapist and started coaching women. I realized this was an epidemic that women in middle age have sort of given themselves to everybody else, their career, their their children, their spouse, and and left themselves in the dust. And it was going to be my mission to fix this. And that's why I'm here today.
1: Mm, I hear you. I hear you, Deb. I am on that same mission as a 42-year-old woman with a nine-month-old baby okay, <laughs> hey, and a you. career. <laughs> there you go. And thank goodness, a metabolism that works. I feel that because so often we can just fall down the black hole of negative self-talk and a lack of worth and not feeling like we deserve to be well and just getting caught up in the rigmarole of everyone else's priorities but our own. And yeah, I mean, I feel like weight becomes or, you know, taking care of us becomes an afterthought. The weight comes on because we're just trying to get through the day. You know, if you're sleep deprived and and you've got nothing in the tank, you're you're not resourced. Yeah, you're going to grab that chocolate bar at three o'clock in the afternoon to get you through the next ten hours of your day.
0: Absolutely, and I think it's really important to sort of give women an opportunity to take themselves off the hook. Uh, I tell this to my clients that the worst cycle to be in is is kind of the one you just mentioned, where we're working from a place of a deficit. And then we go and grab that chocolate bar because it's survival mode. And we're kind of in that habit. And then what's worse is we beat ourselves up. Afterwards, And really what's happening is we're stuck in a negative sort of brain pattern around coping body image. And that is kind of been my mission to fix that and get women out of that, that rut and take them off the hook.
1: And it's, it's absolutely freeing. It, it truly is. I know, amen to that. Let's talk a little bit about it because let's, and, and I think I'd love for you to talk a little more into, you know, I think we, we we are. I mean, I think about me as a new mom and I feel like I'm on the hook for everything because the buck stops here. I'm the common denominator, I'm the one making all decisions all the time. And I, I feel like a lot of a lot of weight on my shoulder to not mess it up. I'd love to hear personally. i and as as much as I talk about this, now that I'm in it, you know, it's it's a different it's a different game. Yes,
0: Yes, yes, to all of that. And so I guess the the clue and the key and the starting point that I offer the amazing women that I work with is to kind of get quiet and identify. Who you're identifying as. And, you know, I talk deeply about an identity shift. That is kind of the foundation of my program. Where are we working from when we spring out of bed in the morning? And because I specialize in in weight loss and stopping the yo-yo dieting, I kind of stress to the women, what are the things that you're saying to yourself on a daily basis, whether out loud or in your head? around your body, your body weight, your image, and how you feel about yourself. And so we sort of start absolutely at the negative self-talk, because what my research has shown after working with hundreds of women, almost thousands, and myself, was until we overcome sort of the the negative self-talk cycle... We are unable to escape the yo-yo dying perpetuation. And so what I found was as ugly as it sounds and from experience by myself, women are calling themselves names such as fat, fat pig, you know, I'm just going to be honest, lazy, a failure, exhausted, a loser. And so what I help women to do is unpack that. How are you here and how are you kind of where are you working from in order to get through your day? And it seems like a bit of a stretch because I think as women, we just want to be told, what should I eat and what shouldn't I eat? And I really just want these five pounds off. But unfortunately, that doesn't work. It's really not about that. And so when we uncover the negative self-talk and understand that we're working from a place of an identity, that we're just going to be fat, we're always going to be playing catch up, we're exhausted. What I found is our kind of external manifestation matches that. And so I have techniques, which we'll go into, where I sort of switch and flip the script on women and get them to speak into who and what they want to be. And it's simply amazing how their behaviors and their body just sort of follows.
1: Mm, Well, I'm ready for that. Let's talk a little bit about what we can do to flip the switch here. Okay. So really, really simple. And it's almost
0: so simple that you pause and say, what really, but, but just, I ask you to kind of hang with me and, and to try it. I would love your listeners and your audience to try it. And so instead of, you know, waking up after a night of perhaps, you know, eating that chocolate bar or having four pieces of pizza and pulling up our pants and going, Oh, I feel fat then instead we're coming from a place and we're gonna recite affirmations, which I'm a huge believer in. And we're gonna shift our identity to saying, I am a fit person. I am someone who de- deserves peace of mind today. I am someone who makes healthy, nutritious choices. And, and you kind of say, really? That, that's, that's what I have to do, Deborah, and I'm gonna lose five pounds? I implore you to try it, to write down a list of your affirmations of where you want to go, whether it's I am someone who has excellent time management skills, I am a well-balanced mother, whatever it looks like for you, and write them down on sticky notes. I have them all over my house and continue to recite them. And as those negative kind of beliefs, that identity of being a failure and, and failing my kids and failing my husband and feeling out of shape come up, we quickly replace them with our new identity statements. And what happens is over time, a quick amount of time, our choices around the, that new kind of sort of carved out identity match what, where we're trying to go and our choices change. And this is kind of a simplistic version that I'm giving to you in your versions. Uh, my program goes in great depths. But really, you can take this tangible advice and start to flip that script and realize the negative
1: self-talk is so damaging and it needs to stop right now. Mm. And do you have a recommendation? I mean, besides having them all over the house, is this a you know a great morning and evening routine? If you found, you know, for the women that you've worked with, when they're doing those affirmations, is there, you know, is, are there specific affirmations they should be considering? Is it more around health or around their worthiness? i uh, just kind of, just a couple of details. Cause I know sometimes when people are, are trying to curate affirmations, they can struggle with that too.
0: Yes. I'm glad you asked that. So a couple things. I love to bookend the day, but realistically, you know what, some women are going to go, Deborah. I just, I, I can't. I can't do that, that's too much. And that's okay. So I say, let's target low. Let's start you with three days a week. When you wake up in the morning and you open your eyes that you say the three things that are most important. Even one thing, if weight is your issue and you're struggling with yo-yo dieting, then you're gonna open your eyes in the morning and say three times, you can say it in your head so that your spouse or partner doesn't think you're nuts. I am a fit person in body and mind. You can write it on a sticky and put it on the mirror as well, if that, if you don't remember, and then you see it in the mirror. I love my, my ladies to actually wake up, yes, wake up 30 minutes earlier. I know it's hard, but it's worth it. And actually listen to an audio. So one thing I'm really, really into that has made a huge difference for me is listening to what they're called binaural beats. It's waveforms that you, you put in your ear pods, Super relaxing. So you can do it morning or evening, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, three minutes, whatever you have. Close your eyes and repeat those affirmations. It's incredibly calming and sort of bleeds into your entire mood for the rest of the day.
1: Mm, love that. Love that. Love that. Yeah, there's something so powerful about having it already, well, listening to something. And also, you know, I don't know if you recommend this as well, but having women pre-record their affirmations and listen to them as well on their phone.
0: Yes, that's great. And there's that's a, a beautiful idea. Um, there's also plenty of free audios. I have a playlist that my clients listen to on Spotify that actually sometimes women say, well, it's actually work for me to say the affirmation. So as you said, you could pre-record or you can simply download free affirmations in the category that you're struggling with. So there's some on on being worthy. There's some on body image and just plug in those ear pods. Sometimes I even do it when I'm cleaning or if you're taking care of the kids or you're making dinner, plug in the ear pods then
1: and have those affirmations going. It absolutely makes such a difference. Mm, I 100% agree with that. 100%. And I feel like all of us just have our ear pods in all the time these days, <laughs> you know, listening to something, either a podcast or an audible or affirmations or just things that can really just support us. I know that seems to be my life these days as well. Uh, so I love that. I love all the, the really just creating ways in which that we can reprogram our brain, create that new neuroplasticity to have like positive self-talk so that we are not finding ourselves back down the rabbit hole of, of eating our emotions. And I have to underline, because this is the piece. If this is new information, it seems a little bit out
0: there. I really want to underline this. Our brains don't want to be competing. So our conscious brain that tells us, I know what I need to eat to stay healthy. We all know this, right? Has to be in alignment sort of with that, that subconscious level. So it's really quite amazing when you have those affirmations that I am a fit person in body and mind, how it really will make you pause when you see sort of quote unquote unhealthy food or when you're just reaching for that emotional eating tub of ice cream. If you've been doing those affirmations and my clients come back with it all the time with these texts and say, Deborah, I really can't believe this is working, but I really don't feel like snacking at night. Or I really just ate until I was full. And so I really encourage your your audience
1: to try it and, and they will see these changes come rapidly. Absolutely. I am all for that. Now, I know you were, you know, talking about how it starts with the brain, it starts with the mind and then we can move into, you know, the nuts and bolts, the habits around optimizing blood sugar, boosting metabolism, all those things. So, I know you talk a lot about ways to get a more fit mind when it comes to body image, exercise and food. How do how do we curate or cultivate a fit mind? Cuz I know when we we I always think of the quote by Dr. Joe Dispenza from a long time ago is we think it we do it, we become it. So I think that first step is that thinking it.
0: Yes to all of this. So I kind of go through five sort of key pillars in my program that are the brain first portion of my program and the body second is, is the actual nutrition programs and the exercise But the five pillars I I go through are, number one is identifying those those limiting beliefs. those those beliefs that either we, we just can't do hard things, I'm constantly overwhelmed, I'm just fat, I'm just overweight, it's just the way I am. Whatever it looks like for you. So number one, We're identifying those first. Then number two is when we're flipping that script. We're replacing the negative self-talk with that new identity, those affirmations of where we want to go, whether we believe it or not, when we're saying it, just do it and repeat it. Okay. And then number three is we're going to start to release our bad habits, our negative, negative habits. And you can use the same process. So one thing that works for my clients is to state bad habits in the past. So they write these down as part of their library. For instance, I'll write down late night snacking is a thing of the past. And that will go into my library of repeating. And then I will start to release those negative habits. We've got to fit mine by identifying those negative beliefs, flipping the script and adding affirmations, releasing the bad habits. And then what we're going to do is we're going to commit to this. So I call it sort of the automation, because like you just said, we practice, it's a habit and it's become. So we're on our way to becoming this new identity. So what my clients do is we write a self-commitment contract. We literally write it down. We write what we're committing to. I have them highlight three things. They snap a picture. They send it to me. So find an accountability partner. Put that contract where you can see it every day. This is also gonna kind of further solidify. And then finally, what I tell women is you're gonna visualize your 2.0 version every day. You're, you're not gonna be working from a deficit any And if your 2.0 version is literally just waking up with more energy, taking care of your kids, getting food on the table and not feeling like a quote unquote failure, that is a perfect 2.0 version. But if your 2.0 version is to leave your career and start a company, then that's your 2.0 version. But this is the fit mind formula, so to speak, that we need to kind of, you know, housekeep our brain so that we're working in our external life from this
1: place of a positive sort of environment. So just kind of finding, like making that commitment and finding what that commitment is for you, but just committing to that.
0: Yes. And so commitment is key. And what we do have to understand is, new behaviors take practice. But when you're sort of doing this this deep brain work, the interesting things thing that I have found is that habit formation forms much quicker. So if you don't sort of do the pre-gaming of your brain and you just said, I'm going to start an exercise program on Monday, you just kind of cognitively, you know, say that without doing the deep brain shifts. Well, what happens? Life gets in the way and we quit on ourselves. So when you sort of pre-game and commit and do the affirmations in conjunction with the actual behaviors, the habit formation happens much quicker.
1: And when it comes to that moment of deciding, like, that is so powerful. Do you ever recommend that women have it on paper and maybe revisit that every single day? Yes. So, in fact, I have my contract
0: framed. (laughs) I have my contract framed and I, I should have brought it here so I could show you. It's, in, it's yeah. in my bedroom, but it's in my closet. I believe you though. I know yeah, you've and, got I, it. <laughs> I do. It, it, I did a webinar last night and I showed them all. It's <laughs> in my closet, literally, because that way, when I wake up in the morning, I mean, my, my husband thinks I'm a that, but he, but he also sees the changes. So he's like, all I was right. Gonna say, you he
1: probably thinks <laughs> you're a superwoman." <laughs> no, he does now, but it took him a while to be like,
0: you, you know, he's a scientist, he's a physician and he's very black and white. So, this is a bit out there, but but he's a believer. And so in my closet, it is framed. It was initially just a loose paper. I'm like, no, I'm going to frame it. So when I wake up in the morning and I walk into that closet and I choose my clothing, I look square at that and remind myself. And some days I'm like, I don't want to look at this right now. I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to be the best version of me. But then I see it and I remember
1: why I started and I see the changes and I get back to work. And it's it's really powerful. I agree. I think it's one of the most powerful things that we can do. And here's the thing about what I've learned about women. I've been working with women for, oh my gosh, almost 20 years. And I am in awe of women, especially moms. The women who do it all. All women do it all. But when we decide, like something happens, we go into action. We go into inspired action. When a woman makes a decision about something, it's game on. So I love that this is built in because I just think it's such a powerful piece.
0: Yes. And I, I think it's important because I come across a lot of women who, this is a great point you bring up, who sort of are perhaps dabblers. They might've you know heard about this sort of approach, but aren't sure. And I think it's really key that we remind ourselves of sort of the pain points of kind of continuing on the path that we're on and what our future looks like if we don't change and you know you're 42 or 43 whatever you are and so i look at you and i say like look where you are you're doing incredible you're on this pathway but what happens if you were to have chosen a different pathway where self-care and female empowerment just was too overwhelming and you turned around and you were 50. And, you know, I just turned 50 this year. And and that was an impetus for me. It was my 47th birthday, sitting at dinner with my husband. I have the chills and just not even enjoying myself because all I could think of was too tight and I felt like a loser. And I said to myself, Deborah, if you continue on this path, when you are sitting here on your 50th birthday, where will you be? Will you even be married? Because it was straining my marriage. Will you be... 30 pounds overweight and your health will be at risk. Where will you be? And so I think it's really important to nudge women if they're ready for it, a little slight nudge, a nudge ourselves to sense that urgency that even though things are fine right now, if we continue on this path, will they be fine? And that's kind of sort of my harsh reality check. And I I, I think it's really effective for women to help them take action.
1: Mm. So Deb, honey, I want to just kind of, I want to speak into, you You said you just turned 50. You look phenomenal. Everyone can see you on video right here. And speak to me about you turning 50, that kind of defining moment for you. Was it like a a massive celebration? Did you like really set an intention for this next decade? I'd love to hear, because so many women are either heading into 50 listening to this or have just, you know, gone, are in their early 50s and and are trying to find their way. And, And kind of given that you've coached so many amazing women and you've walked so many women through this path, like what had, what did that defining moment, what did that feel like for you?
0: You know, it was a multitude of, of feelings. If I'm being really honest, I, on the other side, on the pre side of 50, that was like, I just said to you, that was my sort of impetus that I, this is a milestone. I want to change things. I'm making a right turn, a 180. I'm not looking back. And at age 50, I'm going to be in better mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health than I was at 20. And I have the chills because I am. And, and so turning 50 was June 27th. So wherever we are now, a few months out, Yes, I went to Nashville and I partied like I was 20. And that's the thing, you guys, is I uh, I still drink sometimes. I still enjoy food. I mean, this is not a prison. That is not living to me. Um, You just have to know how to do it properly. But I partied, had massive celebrations, and now I'm back to work. And the other contract I have framed, yes, I'm not that crazy, but was my I mission. I love these contracts they're yes. so good. So I had another contract that when I quit physical therapy after 22 years, I'd been coaching for a year and really realized that there was an epidemic amongst middle-aged women of losing their sparkle. I made a commitment that I would inspire women on a massive scale to stop their destructive patterns to find out who they were authentically with compassion and authenticity. And so to answer your question on the other side of 50, that is my vision for the next 10, 20 years to continue. And I'm grateful to you for allowing me, you know, to speak to your, your audience, your incredible women, you have an amazing following and to continue on my mission. And so I implore any woman, whether you're 35 listening to this or 49 or you're 51, and you say, well, I missed the boat. My message is it's never, ever too late to redefine and to rediscover that true authentic identity
1: and pave a path for so many women following you. Mm, love, love that. I know we're, we're getting close. I wanted to speak into you really quickly. I want to kind of get some clarity around what do you mean when you say kind of a weight problem could be more of an identity problem? And I think you probably kind of had felt a little bit of that in your 40s yourself on that journey and how so often weight is not the root cause. It's a symptom of something else. Absolutely. And and that's
0: really just what it is. You know, look, if you put on five pounds, you know, because you went on vacation and that's not an identity problem. That that and that's certainly fine. That's a vacation. That's a vacation, (laughs) exactly. Or or after Christmas time. And, And that's not who I'm sort of speaking to. I'm speaking to the amazing woman out there who is in that cycle who is putting on weight, losing it, feeling fantastic and turning around in six months or a year or 18 months and has gained it back and gained more back. And I really want to be clear. This is not about a size, a number on the scale. It's none of that. You know, I was never morbidly obese, but I was 15 pounds heavier than I am now. And the reason that's significant is because weight is just a symptom of being of course, if it's, if it's a chronic issue for you. And so when I call it out as being an identity problem is that when we are chronically yo-yoing and fluctuating and back and forth, we have lost our way. We have sort of lost our roots in who we are. We are not standing tall. We are not clear on our path. And your identity could be, you know, to be honest, I think part of my identity crisis was working in a very well-known profession as a physical therapist and everyone saying great job and me not being fulfilled because I felt I had a different calling. This is my calling. And so added weight and too much alcohol was just a symptom of not being true to my gifts and talents that I never leaned into. And so I had an identity crisis for that. I don't know what yours is or, you know, every woman, but I help you unpack that, whatever that looks like for you. And what happens is, is when you become in alignment of your authentic self, you don't need to fill the space with food and alcohol
1: and the weight naturally comes off. Mm, So powerfully said, so powerfully said, and you're living it. You're embodying this literally right now today. And okay, so what, as we're, as we're wrapping up, it's, it's such an incredible conversation. What's the most important thing women can do to break that pattern of yo-yo-yo dieting? I feel like we just answered it, but I'd love for you to speak more into it if there's, if there's more that you would love to add. I
0: want them to understand that it hasn't been their fault that they have quote unquote failed. I always say that, you know, I'm careful with that word, but that, but the, the women I speak to use that word. So I'm using it as a mirror back to them. That That when you try to enter the, what I call the weight loss, weight gain cycle from hell, and you sort of come in at the diet exercise level, all right, it's Monday, I'm starting a diet on Monday again. What's happening is is you're you're missing chapter one, two, and three. So what women need to do is they need to pre-game their brain. I call it sort of the prequel to a nutrition and exercise program. So the very first thing we need to do is unpack the sort of uncomfortable layers, the negative self-talk, understanding what's going on, the limiting beliefs of what people told you you couldn't do or who you couldn't be. And it seems like a stretch from eating, but it really isn't. And start there. Get a coach that can help work through. I always recommend a therapist. My clients, I highly recommend working in conjunction with a therapist as well. But if this is a chronic issue, if yo-yo dining has been a sort of fixture in your life, there's deeper, deeper issues that can be unpacked, can be released,
1: and you can be free of this. Oh, so so powerful. So Deb, where can we get more of this? Like if if I'm if I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, my weight problem really is the fact that I am not living in my truth. That it's really that I haven't pursued that passion of mine that I've just kind of been stuck in this rut, right? And and I tend to placate myself with that extra frappuccino or that that extra dessert at night or that half a bottle of wine, whatever that may be." How do we begin to plug into what you have to offer? How do we get the sparkle back? Yeah, well, there's many ways. Um, The very first thing I'm offering for your
0: incredible women who are listening, and it's exclusive for them, is I'm doing a free sort of consultation that normally I charge for. But if they go to deborahcapaccio.com, then they will have my calendar, And you can book an absolute free consultation with me where we'll talk one-on-one. You'll tell me where you're at. I'll give you all the customized tips and tricks. Today we kind of generically hit them and we'll set a plan in motion for you. So deboracapaccio.com and they can also go to my main website, which is really easy because it's called getyoursparklebackgirl.com. You can kind of go in depth and look at my program. I'm also on Instagram, Deborah underscore
1: so you can find me there too. We will have all of the links. I'm actually checking out the website, Get Your Sparkle Back Girl site, and so, so incredible, super powerful. So I'm going to be sharing that. going to be sharing the consultation link and Instagram, and I just want to say, Deb, it was such a pleasure to have you come onto the show and share your sparkle, share your bright light, and I'm just so, I want to just let you know that I see you and that I am honoring your beautiful, beautiful vision and mission.
0: Uh-huh. Back at you, and you keep being the most amazing woman that you are, and helping us all out. I follow you, I stalk you, so way to go!
1: Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much again. Thank you. Take care. I personally love that Deborah really focuses on getting to the root cause of so much of the yo-yo dieting that we're experiencing and the emotional eating roller coaster. I love that she focuses on addressing how we see ourselves subconsciously first because that's where the self-sabotage is coming from. Now, if you loved some of Deborah's tips today, like I did, I wanna invite you to check her out on her website, getyoursparklebackgirl.com. I will have the link for her website and all her resources in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for listening today on the Essentially You podcast. This show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. If there is someone in your life that needs to hear this today, Definitely take a moment, screenshot it, send it on over to them via text or share it on social. And if you do share it on social, hashtag hormone literacy or hormone CEO. Until the next episode, have an amazing holiday time.